testimonies of transformation. And everybody said amen. amen. So what we want to do today is share with you, uh, without any form of delay, we have an incredible, incredible service that um, it's so genuine and so powerful that one of the things I want you to realize is that it's not, we can't do it in just one service. Are you with me? And I don't know if we've ever done that before, but we, we cannot do it. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about what today's topic is. Today's topic and message is generational curses for real. That's exactly why we're using it. Amen. Generational curses for real. Can y'all say that with me? Generational curses for real. And, uh, you know, let me just try to get this out now because I don't even take me any extra time. The reason we have this particular message coming to you this week and next week is because I believe rather we're new in Christ or whether we've been in Christ a long time or maybe some of us have or been in the faith but not necessarily of this particular camp that just absolutely believes from Genesis to Revelation or something of that nature, you know. And the issue is there is an aspect about who we are in Christ that there is a very real unseen world called the realm of the spirit. Are you with me? Yeah. And what I'm wanting to identify today is, is, is simply this. There is a realm in the spirit called the heavenlies or called the spiritual realm or that which is invisible or internal. And in that realm, there is things that we read in the Bible that we say, oh, you know, I don't even understand that. Or, you know, that's King James. I don't get it. Or, man, that's Old Testament. That doesn't make any sense. But I want you to understand something. This today puts this in real life. For real. Are you ready? Yes. Amen. Well, just as a premise, just as a premise, I want everybody to not necessarily go there, but if you mark this down and see it, it's in several different places, so many passages to deal with. But what we're going to deal with is Exodus chapter 20, reading verse 5 and 6. It says, <coughs> you must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. Does everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Now, I know you may think, well, I don't worship Baal and I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not Hindu and I don't have some kind of idolatry statue in my house or something like that. But how many understand in 21st century and modern day, there are still gods that we sometimes are putting before God. Oh, yeah. Is anybody with me? Yeah. And so it says no other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth, what? Generation. Generation of those who reject me. There's good news. Say that's, there, here comes the good news. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Everybody said amen. But please know this. What verse precedes verse six? That's not a hard question there, you all. Amen. <laughs> what verse comes before verse six? Verse what? Therefore, one of the real teachings in which many of us hold in great command, you know, in high, you know, honor, writes it out like this. We cannot have a curse broken or destroyed if we're not even willing to acknowledge it. Everybody with me? Amen. I'm excited. Today's Treacher's Guest 
none other than Sister Simone York, woman of God, wife, mother, ISU <laughs> alumni, eight-year BCCer. She's the leader of her and Tommy, leader of our marriage ministry, and she serves with we, which means women of excellence, in another ministry that we are so fond of. And today she's brought with her her loyal mother, Sister Edith William, also known as Edie. Let's give them a big round of applause in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I know that's right. And, and they, they coordinated outfits too, amen. Amen, praise God. Hey, Good to see you. Thank, Thank you, you so much, amen. You all please be seated. Thank you. Amen. Where you wanna sit in the middle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as I said, I've given all the introduction that's necessary. We're ready to jump right into this at the teacher's table today. Sister Simone, what impels you to come tell this inspiring and transpiring testimony with us uh, in this two-part topic. Is it on? Did we get it on? Jeff? Okay. Um, well, you know, I have a fear of public speaking, and so I've been doing Toastmasters and everything like that, because I, I got to overcome this because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, Amen. but of power and love and a sound mind. And, um, it's like the, de the demoniac when um, Jesus cast the demons out of him and he went into the pigs and, you know, the demoniac, once he was free, he wants to follow Jesus. And Jesus was like, no, go and tell everybody what I've done for you. And so I just have to tell what um, I've been through, what my family has gone through, and I just have to. So I have to overcome this fear and I just got to tell it. So. I know that's right. Amen. Amen. That good? <laughs> you know, well, no, one of the nervous. things that Sister Simone said is that I just can't, it's going to come out in just a minute of even this being profound, just to tell it. Now, she talked about spirit, she talked about, you know, kind of a fear to of pu public speaking and things like that. But how many of you know since she's been here, she's been overcoming more and more and more and more. Amen. 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 Praise God. But one of the things she says is that I just can't be silent anymore. Amen. I just can't be silent anymore. And we're so glad to have uh, Mom and, and Sister Simone with us today, and even uh, Tommy will be with us on next week. Praise God. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to go to uh, number two. Where, why, and how did this all start? What became uh, your quest? What just, you know, how did it all just unfold and begin? Well, I've always grown. I grew up in a church, but it wasn't until I started coming to BCC and was exposed to, like, applicable truths that really changed my life. And so, um, just like, you know, no sex before marriage or, you know, you have children with, for your husband. And so, once I started learning that stuff, I went to my mom like, Mom, why didn't you tell me, you know, at least set the expectation. Like, you know, don't have sex before marriage, you know, you have children for your husband. And she said, I don't know. And so, I went to Grandma like, Grandma. Why did you tell my mom about, you know, don't have children before, you know, don't have sex before marriage, don't have children for anybody but your husband? And she said she didn't know. And at this point, my great-grandmother had passed, so I couldn't ask her. And so it's like people perish for the lack of knowledge. And um, so, so notice the, the, the precision. Now, first of all, I didn't know this about her. You all come to know this about her. She's an incredible student, all right? Yeah. Just really, really high level, not only intellectual, but just a really high level worker and a student. So she starts tracing this thing back, right? Like, wait a minute, how? Okay, now, I've been growing up in the church, 
Mm-hmm. And how come anybody tell me this? Right. 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 And so she just started going, Mom, Grandma, yeah. Great Grandma, Great Great. Mm-hmm. No, you know whatever, you know. <laughs> but, but you start looking for the knowledge of why. How come I didn't get it? Right. So my great grandmother was kicked out of the church because she was pregnant and not married. Um, she m- moved from Alabama to Chicago. My grandfather eventually moved down and they were married, but she was, uh, I noticed we had a pattern of unmarried teenage pregnancy. And so my grandmother was 16, walking down the aisle and pregnant. Um, me and my mom both had abortions in our teens, as well as most of my cousins um, had abortions in our teens. So that's just one of the things that I noticed. and. Like I said, we all grew up in the church from my great-grandparents, grandmother, all her sisters, um, lots of children, but um, am I going too far? No, you're doing fine. Because we, fathers were like a a hot commodity, like, you know, a Christmas present, like, you know, oh, that's Jaquita daddy, or, you know, it wasn't like families. And so we had all these kids and all these women, and women outnumber men in my family, like four to one. So it was really like my uncle, Uncle Micah, who's really my mom's first cousin, and Shai, who passed last year. And these are the men that were constant in our lives. So we constantly have lots of children, lots of women, but fathers, fatherlessness was, was very prevalent. Yes, ma'am. You know, maybe for some of those, we have such a, you know, a wide range of, of background in our ministry and, and those that might even be listening by podcast and, and you might want to share now since mom is here mm-hmm. um, what happened in the process of us even preparing for these particular messages and, and it's one of the things that you know what, what just, here, here's the point something happened and how many know sometimes it's just good to have God confirm things mm-hmm. so what happened just this week in the mm-hmm. midst of trying to prepare and then also even why you had to come to mom because, you know, I had to get permission to put our business in the streets. So, uh, did, did you hear that? You know, now, I had hold to. On. Pause. <laughs> Y'all know when I do that. That means pause. Right? Can y'all do that with me? Come on. Pause. I know y'all think Pastor Tran just be putting it out there like that, right? And I know I put my stuff out there like that all the time, right? But I'm not going to be so quick to put your stuff out there, okay? So she went to go check with mom and them. The mom and them <laughs> before they stuff is out on blast like that, all right? But how me understand, and this is just where I come from, and not meaning like I come from St. Louis. I'm talking about where I come from and what Christ has done in my life. Amen. I was once the demoniac. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear what you, you didn't hear wow. what I said, amen? Mm-hmm. And yeah, pigs is dead now, but I'm not going to be afraid to tell you. Since mm-hmm. I'm dead anyway and now alive in Christ, amen. everything that I am belongs to him and owes to him. I don't want to dishonor my family, but I certainly want to honor Christ. And so we thank God that mom gave the go ahead. Amen. So, you know, I'm getting permission. I'm like, you know, mom, it'll be about generational curses and different things that happened in our family. And so she was like, you know, wait, let me stop you right there. Because she had my grandma passed away two years ago mm-hmm. this two month. And she's like, in grandma's Bible, she has a list of generational curses, you know familiar spirits within our family, patterns that she's tracked. And so it really blew my mind. And then she also have a binder of a study that my grandmother, well, how it was an in-depth study that she did of the Bible. Like my grandmother knew the word inside out, but she never shared it, you know, like she never shared that. And I mean, we were very close. We talked about everything we talked often, but 
the inf the knowledge that she had, I never know until actually Friday when I'm going through her binder and just seeing the, her notes and the depth of knowledge that she had, which is another thing. I mean, I don't know why she was silent, but it just really emboldened me that I cannot be silent and my fear of public speaking would be essentially another generational curse of silence and not, you know, sharing um, what it is that happened in our family and, and the patterns, you know, and if we can't, we can't stop it if we, if I don't, if we don't acknowledge it. And so I can't let that fear silence me like she was silent. That's right. So um, two things. One, do you have that Bible that oh, yeah. you brought or, or the notes and things from it? Because we want to make sure we get a couple of things out. The purpose that I'm repeating things is so that we can call certain points to stand out. And one of the things I said we would reconnect it again is here it is. She experiences, which is one of the top, top 10 fears, is public speaking anyway. But here it is, she has a, an enormous um, kind of a quiver and a, an enormous type of, of anxiety that she used to experience, but Jesus is causing her to overcome it of public speaking. Are you with me? But that could have, she could have all just attributed that to herself, right? But here it is, just two generations away, her mom had infinite, infinite amount. She let me see some of the studies and the notes. And one of the things we laughed at is that this happened before PCs, right? So this wasn't no like WWW look up any scripture I want type thing, right? These was like typed. So she typed out the notes from all these Bible studies and stuff like that, right? So what they did is um, Sister Edith and, and she gives the Bible to uh, Sister Simone. Sister Simone begins, here's, here's the, here's the uh, binder that she has here. And, and, you know, all this stuff, you know, I guess you could call this like a, a premature laptop, maybe. I don't know what this is. Seriously. But, but, you know, red letter stuff written all in here, you know. She had quizzes. Yeah, she had quizzes with grades on it, you know, from Bible studies. And, um, and so one of the things that was, thank you, one of the things that was found she in there is, is what, Sister Simone? Pardon? I missed that. What, what was found in the Bible? Oh, okay, so I'm looking through all the information that my mom gave me actually Friday, and so I'm looking at, you know, Grandma's how to break a family curse, what, it, what trickles down from ancestors and different things like that. So she, and Grandma would write on anything. So <laughs> this was a piece of junk mail to her, so she's writing on it, and so I'm well, looking at. Well, before you say it, but write, t name the things on the list that she had. Mental breakdown, chronic sickness, um, Illicit sex, immature sex, uh, worshiping graven images, disrespect to parents, um, legalism, stealing. Um, once she has like drugs, cocaine, um, cigarettes, unforgiveness, not letting go. Um, and then she has like how to break a family curse and different things like that. Okay, but so what, here's okay. what I want to just make this very important point. So Sister Simone and I are studying and we've been kind of tickling this whole subject matter. We've been trying to do this series since March or February. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's November. But one of the things that happened, at, she, she just got this list on when? Friday. She starts reading me the list and I say to her, Simone, are you serious? We're on the phone. I say, Simone, are you serious? Because when I was studying, going through, you know, major, major studies, Derek Prince, you know, magazines, uh, a lot of the Bible teachers of today, their list was exactly the same list that you just read. 
So rather she was in a Bible study or studied it on her own or was listening at this information that is being passed on, here it is. She had all of this information mm -hmm. and yet was not able to be made known mm -hmm. because of the potential of not telling it. Mm -hmm. Everybody with me on that? Yeah. And it's not new information, it's the same information. Mm -hmm. It's not what? New, new information. information. It's the same, same information. information. Right? Yeah. What happened and why this envelope? Because it look a little it look it look a little little dingy. A little it's, dingy. it's old. Postage was fifteen cents. And so I'm looking, I'll say, this is addressed to me. It's it's Simone M. Turner, which is my maiden name, and it's a it's still her address, but it's addressed to me, you know. Your gold MasterCard is pre-approved. <laughs> but, you know, she just thought it was a piece of junk mail. But all the time, you know, she's right now how to break family curses and this and that. And it's addressed to me, so it's like she passed the baton. Like, you know, I got some mail from, from Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's give God a like, uh, Can't you connect that? <laughs> Wait a minute, what's the Listen, what's the date on it? Please tell them the date on it. I don't even know the date, but uh, postage was 15 cents. I don't, don't want to open it because she got a lot of writing and I don't want to damage the seal, but it's old. Probably when I was in college and Mayo was going to her house. And so. So we're talking about at least, it was 2002, least, 2000. About 2002. 2002, 2002. And I, <laughs> I, know I, get in, I know I get caught up in the process of God. But God is the greatest orchestrator mm -hmm. that we'll ever know. Oh, yes. Amen. Gets the Bible, and she was struggling with, I don't know if I should be speaking this on Sunday. And it's like two days from now. She's like, Pastor, I don't know. I was like, honey, that's the day after next. <laughs> right? And she gets this Bible, and in the envelope, and on the envelope, destroying generational curses, list, flip it, Simone, mm -hmm. how does, how, how do, I'm not one for fleecing, mm -hmm. but how much does God have to, I mean, oh, this is what she said on Friday, she said, does Jesus have to come down and just walk <laughs> with me personally and do this, you know, whatever? <laughs> Say, God's trying to tell me something. God's trying to tell me something. I mean, understand we've got to be listening, amen? Amen. Amen, amen. So, um, you talked about uh, the lack of knowledge. Um, you went, you looked at those. We could have emphasized the portion that you said many of your cousins also have just have, have engaged in having an abortion. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, I may, maybe we can use this word term now, but this was all going on and you just considered it to be what? Normal. Mm -hmm. It was normal. Like, you know, I grew up in a family of strong black women, you know, so I, I mean, the whole, we handle it. Whatever needs to be done, get these kids, you know, let's, let's go. And so... It was just normal the whole, <laughs> and it wasn't until I grew up and you know became a wife and a mother myself that I realized the dysfunction in it. But it was just normal because my family is awesome, you know. I mean, loving, sh sharing. I mean, top notch. But you know, when it comes to ha having our lives lined up to what the word says, yes, it's a little fuzzy, you know. It's a little flexy. It's a little. Mom, if you would, you just share a little bit, but is, is, can you add in? <laughs> it's okay, baby. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Welcome to BCC. Welcome to BCC. 
But but while this is going on, you were shaking your head, you're nodding. You can just you can say yay if you need to. But mm -hmm. was do you find a great deal of of the things that Simone is saying is what you had lived that as well? Or yeah. Is that right? Of course, yeah, yeah. Because um, like Simone said, lack of knowledge. You you just don't know. If you know better, you do better. I, um, That's what Grandma. Because you know, maybe if I knew better, yeah. It's just, it's just, that's it. You know, <laughs> you <do> <laughs> Amen. If you knew better, yeah. if we know better, we can do better. Amen. Of course, because, Amen. you know, God is real, and, you know, you trust and believe, and, and his way is just the only way. Right now, I know it's just the only way. Praise it's God. the only way. Amen. Come on, let's give God Have a big a thank you. Amen. <laughs> Did you get those announcements ready? <laughs> Why it's so. time that we go. <laughs> nope, we don't have those. And... And we're back. That was a great break. Okay. Now that we're back from the break, uh, we're going to move forward uh, <coughs> to uh, the next portion. And I don't know if that has the capability of going to the next question or not. Thank you. And number three, thank you. Okay. So uh, you have given us a, a glimpse um, of the for real. You've mm -hmm. given us a glimpse of the for real. Um, I hope it doesn't necessarily cause or create uncomfortability with everyone, but, but I think that it's, again, our purpose and our intent is to, to put things out there in a way in which you just cannot deny it. And so, um, could you go ahead now and plot out what I call the dots and connect some of the lines for us to understand um, how this just really unfolds? And we have to do it even some next week, but talk about maybe just the line towards mom and, and further. Okay. So along with unmarried, teenage pregnancies, um, let me see if I want to back up. My father's father had three wives and eight children with each wife. And so my grandmother was the middle wife. And so um, with that, and, and this just really blows my mind, the, the number three and how these families are split up. But my dad was my mom's teacher in high school. He was married. He had two children with his wife. I also have a sister that's nine months older than me, and her mom also was a teacher at school. It was her cheerleading coach. So you see, I had to get permission to you know, put our business in the street. So, so with that, it's three again, because it's the children with my father and his wife. My mother had me and my brother, and then I have a sister that's nine months older than me, so that's three again. Um, and then it, it's even, it's more strange because when I get with my husband, um, in his family, it's three as well. When he met my mother-in-law, my father-in-law already had a son from a previous relationship. He has two children with his wife, and then my sister-in-law was with another lady. One, two, three, so it's the one before the two, the one at the beginning, the one at the end, and then the one in the middle, that's from me. And so with, when I met my husband, he had a daughter. And we have three children together. And Tamaya is um, our child together. And the baby, Tommy the third, is ours. But Sam is uh, the result of a rape. And I attempted to uh, have an abortion, but the last time I did that, I said, I promise God I would never do it again, and I just couldn't. Yes, so, um, that's again is one, two, three. 
and um, we got it. So, um, so yeah, unmarried teenage pregnancy. You got these separate families, um, drugs as well. My grandfather was a heroin addict, and he passed away. Um, probably due to the complications with that, you know, um, my, so my mother, my grandfather and my grandmother had three children. They all abused drugs. Um, but my aunt and my uncle have been clean a couple decades now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but my mom is a recovering addict as well. And, um, yes, ma'am. After, after the, after your dad, um, he experienced the same thing, or what? what as far as drugs, mm -hmm. he introduced my mom to drugs, okay. my father, okay. and um, yes, ma'am. So, basically, again, if we were to kind of break some of this down, here it is: the list that Grandma writes out, as well as the list in which ministers um, have shared with us um, about how a generational curse plays out. And we see that a curse can play out to, this, to the third and fourth generations. And by this point, you've reached back at least to the third generation. We, we don't know everything of the fourth generation, but we certainly see it spread out throughout the whole entire family. Mm -hmm. And multiple of those issues, not mm -hmm. just one, mm -hmm. but multiple of those issues. Is mm -hmm. that right? That's correct. Right. And so, again, I hope everyone can see this. I'm sorry if you feel uncomfortable, just really wanting to see Bible for real. Wanting to see Bible, how? For, for real. real. And this is undeniable. Now, the catch is this. Of course, when we present information like this, one of the things it's to do in the good way is for us to realize, wait a minute, not blame, but maybe look a look, take a look at some of the things in our lives hmm. and then begin to understand, now, wait a minute. I know I've got a struggle with this, and which is one of the uh, ministries about a curse is that it takes over your own will. Amen. A curse mm -hmm. takes over your own will. Mm -hmm. you, you try to do what's right and still end up mm. in what is wrong. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. You know, and so therefore, here it is. I mean, just think about this. These things taking place <laughs> and Sister Simone, you know, maybe we can just go to this point, which is point number four, and that is, where were you? I mean, look, just, you know, how you even get to Iowa State or, or in Ames, and what, what, what set that whole thing up? Okay, you got all of this going on in Chicago and all this going on in your family, and, and there was certainly what Grandma had talked to you about in regard to your mom and how, you know, your mom was affecting your, 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 your grandmother, mm -hmm. which is her mother, mm -hmm. and affecting you. And so Grandma was there. And, but then you come to Ames, mm -hmm. you know. So why, why would you set the tone and why you did that? I was running away. For <laughs> one, you know, um, I really, you know, with the problems with my mom and, you know, just I was I'm the oldest of four so I was always like a, a mom and so it was just like I was trying to be selfish and focus on me and I'm like I just have to focus on me I cannot do anything about anybody else I have to just go and so that was one of the reasons I came to Iowa State mm -hmm. 
Um, and how I got to, are we going to tell I got to BCC? Well, sure, sure. So, um, I don't know if you all, some of you probably remember Denise and Crandon, my daughter once again. No, I didn't even go there. Well, you were pregnant, remember, right? Right, junior okay. So mm -hmm. with everything going on with my, my, so my junior year, the summer of my sophomore year, so I brought my brother to Ames. So he was a junior at Ames High. I'm a junior at Iowa State. So I essentially got a high schooler and I'm in college. And um, first day of classes, I found out I'm pregnant. So um, one day. Stop, okay. just, we didn't talk about this. So she ran from the problems, but the problems didn't run from her. Mm -mm. Right? Like, where we going? I promise we're going to turn the thing around in a minute. Mm -hmm. But how many understand you can try to run away from the situation? But you bring it with you. Because it's not like, you know, we can describe it as being like a monkey on your back or you can call it baggages, if you will. Mm -hmm. But the baggages, God forbid, is within us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And so here she is here with an opportunity of a whole brand new, you know, life. And, and you know, some of us think that education is going to get us free. Hmm. And <laughs> I mean, understand that's good, mm -hmm. but the curse got to be broken. Yes. Yeah. The curse has to be shattered. You have to live in freedom. Amen. Go ahead. So um, we're on the phone one day. And um, she's like, when am I going to be a grandmother? That man, you, you know, I'm in college. I'm not married. Um, living with my boyfriend. So she's like, well, when am I going to be a grandmother? And I'm like, in May. <laughs> so she's like, huh? <laughs> she's like, I got to get clean. My grandbaby can't see me like this, you know. And so that was the point where she decided, like, uh, I got to, I can't, you know, I got to change my life. Amen. For, uh, Everybody said, praise God. Amen. 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 See, that's when it happened for that's me. It. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead, please. Yeah, that's when it happened for me. Uh, Tamaya and I just went in the bathroom today because she never knew. Wow. And I didn't want her to know now. I wanted to tell her myself. I thought I had some time. Yes, but we talked about it, and uh, I, I told her all, all, all her life she saved my life. Wow. Tamaya saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, 11 years. I feel like it's jump. I feel like I'm jumping ahead. Forgive me. So, <laughs> no, that was beautiful. I mean, that we we was planning on getting you in there. So <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> <So> it is. <laughs> right. This is why it's called reverse the curse. It's called reverse the curse, or stay the plague. And when you reverse the curse, we see it first in Genesis chapter 50, right? When Joseph speaks to his brothers and he says, though you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. And that's reversing the curse. And that's why I want us to stop running from problems. Start embracing your enemies like in 18, Psalms 22, Psalms 18, where David turns around and says, look, if I just keep running away from my enemies, I'm always going to be running and fleeing. I've got to come to a place in my life where I've got to turn this thing around uh -huh. and attack <laughs> them, destroy them, so that they no longer have to come and destroy me. Amen. 
reverse the curse. Tamiah was not a curse. She became a blessing. Glory to God. And I'm back. <laughs> so she was due May 4th. And my mom, uh, my mom moved down the end of April with my youngest brother. He was the only one still in Chicago with her. My sister was in Texas with my aunt because she's a girl. She needed to be watched. And, um, you know, everything on my mom, it just wasn't a, a good um, situation for anybody, let alone a young girl. And so I had, I had my brother here um, while he was going to Ames High. But with the birth of Tamaya, my brother and my mother moved down in April. When school was out in Texas, my sister moved here. And so essentially with the birth of Tamaya, you know, my whole, my family came back together. <laughs> she said, we're all here. <laughs> Listen to this now. She said, and, and she really kept emphasizing this, I came to Ames and Iowa State to get rid of them. <laughs> she did. I did. Right? I did. Everybody say reverse the <coughs> It's cursing and blessings. It's cursings and blessings. God wants to take them and make them what? Blessings. So if you would, uh, Pastor Lawrence, you can begin to distribute the communion. And here's what I want everybody to understand. This is so beautiful because what we want to deal with right now as we go to question number five is this, is... <laughs> How did the blessings begin? And one of the things we want you to understand is God wants to cause reconciliation. Wherever there is brokenness, God is about what? Reconciliation. God has given to us, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, God has given unto us now a what? A ministry of? Reconciliation. It's a, if we practice that word long enough, we'll get it. Amen. <laughs> it's called the ministry of? Reconciliation. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has given us. God has given us. A ministry. A ministry. A ministry of reconciliation. A ministry of reconciliation. And the ministry of reconciliation has to begin when you first reconcile yourself unto God. For the Bible says, for God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So now Christ is in us reconciling the world unto the Father. And the ministry of reconciliation is that you simply become a component of what you have been a recipient of. It's a ministry of reconciliation. It's a ministry of your redemption. And it's a ministry of restoration. God is the restorer of anything that has been broken. God is a restorer of anything that has been broken. Amen. If you feel like you've been broken, God is a restorer of you. If you feel like your family has been broken, God is a restorer of family. If you feel like, you know what, I've gotten off track from God, God is a, is a reconciler back into himself because he wants you, what, restored. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Redeemed, restored and reconciled. Yeah. And therefore we become that with others. It's not enough. You all John wrote it best in the first epistle of John to say, I love God, mm -hmm. but hate our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. God wants us to love him and from his love, as Romans 5 says, now that this love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, we now have the perfect love in us to be able to love one another. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Say generational curses for real. Generational curses for real. So in your own words, if you will, 
I'm going to ask you, uh, Sister Simone, uh, just, you know, how did the blessings <coughs> begin? How did those blessings begin? I guess we already gave the answer about people came back here, but is there anything you want to add to that or look at that? But even still, <coughs> my faith was shattered. It oh, was yeah, some yeah, things yeah. that I learned that made it impossible for me to believe in Christ, period. So, it was, you know, I didn't have a, a basically a moral compass or, you know, a standard, so to speak. Not that I was, you know, promiscuous or anything like that, or it was just, I didn't have Christ, so I was a mess, clearly, by default. So, um, Tamaya went to formative years, and Denise was a teacher at formative years. Her and Crandon tried to get me to come to church a lot of times, and <laughs> um, finally I came, and um, once I came to BCC, I like, knew everybody here already, and <laughs> Um, that's when I really started learning applicable truths and, you know, living every aspect of my life in Christ and lining my will with God and, you know, doing what he says. And that's when I came to the question, like, Mom, why didn't I, we grew up in the church our whole life. Why didn't I know this stuff? And so that's when, you know, I started asking those questions and seeking God and, you know, how could that go wrong when my whole life I was in a church? Yes, so, ma'am. Yes, ma and so as she attributes the blessings of God to begin when she was exposed to truth. And how many of you understand that truth has the power to make us what? Free. free. And who Christ causes to be free, we are free now. How? Indeed. I'm going to ask that everybody take their Bibles or their phones and turn to Galatians chapter 3. <coughs> turn to Galatians chapter 3. We can bring the lights okay. down if you will. Just hold your cup then, if you will. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that you're also holding the bread as well as the cup. For those that would be willing to give me a little longitude here, I want to connect something together that I think is very, very applicable. And so this may not be what may consider to be a traditional approach towards communion, but I believe God's power is present to break the curses in our lives. Amen. I know that we're a very expressive church. I know that we're a very dramatic church. I know that we go for God with all that we have. I know we're excited. I know some of us are very emotional about the things of God. And perhaps today I just want to Maybe pause a moment or approach the throne of grace that we might obtain his mercy and find grace at a time of need. I want to take sincerely this spiritual truth from the scriptures that generational curses do exist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, 
It requires an absolute ability to simply believe. An absolute sincere ability to believe. Doesn't take more. All you got to do is believe. believe. All you got to do is what? Believe. Believe is attached to action. And so I want to ask of you. That in Galatians chapter 3, I like to give a foolproof plan, a foolproof plan for curses. <clears throat> in Galatians chapter 3, it says, but Christ, uh, verse 13, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, but Christ has rescued us mm -hmm. from the curse pronounced by the law when he was hung on the cross he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing for it is written in the scriptures cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree Cursed is every curse that has come against you and me. It doesn't matter what mama did. Doesn't matter if it didn't know dad. Doesn't matter if I got a cousin I didn't even know it was my cousin. Doesn't matter if I have a sibling, didn't know if it, you know, I knew something. We look too much alike. Doesn't matter. When you have placed your identity in Jesus Christ, but you've got to be willing to let go of your past. You've got to be willing to say, you know what? No longer the old me. I want a whole brand new me. I don't want the curse that was against me. I don't want the curse from my sin. I don't want the curse from my dad and mama's sin. I don't want a curse from my dad's dad and my dad's mom's sin. I don't want the third and fourth curse to me at all. But the curse stops today. Amen. Because of Jesus Christ who hung on a tree. And listen, the scriptures does not say in that same scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it does not say he took on sin. It says he became sin. He became our sin. He became mama's sin. He became granddad's sin. He became great dad dad's sin. He became great, 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 great dad's sin. And now today the word of God says in Exodus 20 verse 6, but he gives blessings, unfailing love to a thousand generations to them that love him. And I believe in this church, we've got some people that love him. And therefore today, I want to say that's in our hands is the curse stopper. Because of the cross, because of the crucifixion, because of the body and the blood that was shed, this is my body which was broken for you. This is my body that was hung on a tree this is my blood that was shed for the forgiveness of sins and the cleansing 
from all unrighteousness. Because of what we hold in our hands, no longer does any ancestral curse have any freedom for me. But I am a new creation in Jesus Christ by my belief of loan. Not because of what I do, not because of what I've done, not because of what I did, but because of my belief in the one who died for me. Cursed is the one that hung on the tree for me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the curse breaker. Thank you for the bondage releaser. Thank you that Jesus Christ has rescued us. We no longer are the people that are of a lack of knowledge. But out of this woman of God's testimony that she could not be silent anymore, the word is out. We can be free. God, if you can take Sister Simone and Sister Edith and cause them to have newness of life and then be bold and courageous enough to come in this sanctuary and tell their story, then God, I know you can do it for me. You will not do for one what you will not do for another. I am a candidate today that the curse would be broken. No more heart failures, no more disease, no more mental problems, no more uh, unmarital fornication, no more things that bind me. I drop off cigarettes. I let go of drugs. I'm letting go of addictions. The curse stops now. Nailed to the tree. That bottle is nailed to the tree. That pack of cigarettes nailed to the tree. Unforgiveness nailed to the tree. My blessings is now following it on me. I am free. And let those that are free indeed say amen. Amen. We take this body that was broken for us in Jesus' name. Let us now all eat. Come on, eat into your freedom. Hallelujah. Take this cup cup of the new covenant, of the new covenant, the new testament. Today's cup means a new me in this area. Even though you could go to church all your whole life, but when you come into a new truth, that new truth has the power to make you free. I drink this cup as a brand new testimony unto me. In Jesus' name, let us all drink. Let's all stand to our feet. If you would, don't miss part two. There's more of the blessings to come, but I know you want to be a huge encouragement for what this family has just came up and allowed us to be a part of. Let's give them a big round of applause and a big praise offering.